City. It's your man, Big Pat, the voice of your Charlotte Hornets. And you're listening to the All Hornets Podcast Network, presented by Sports Illustrated. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chase, we are just hours away. The NBA draft lottery is upon us. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I'm, you know, a whole thesaurus worth of emotional descriptors and and synonyms for the word. Excited. All come down to this. Like the the whole the whole season, the pain, watching those 82 painful Hornets games, the the Miles Bridges suspension from knowing last summer the team was going to struggle. We talked about the gap year, the gap year, get a good first round pick. It all comes down to the draft lottery where ping pong balls in a glass vase and some number sequences is going to determine pretty much the level of future success for the Charlotte Hornets. It's kind of nice that it's outside of the hands of the team so they can't screw it up. <laughs> um but it is at the same time you feel powerless knowing that this is just going to shape everything, right? I mean, look, let's look at it this way. If the Hornets don't get number one, at least we have something to talk about. Because if they do, we've got basically a That's month a- talking about Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> that is an extremely good point. That is, that is the perfect way to spin this. Yes. Uh, it, it, w- not that it's going to happen. But you need in us the, more. In an alternate universe where the Hornets don't get the number one pick here, in the coming days and hours uh, that that would actually work because we would have more content and things to talk about. Because Absolutely. I mean, if they get number one, it's just Victor Womanyama and then that's it. And we have a whole month of just of talking about the one generational prospect that could change the future of your team. How horrible that would be. Absolutely. So for this, this may be a relatively short episode. We're going to be looking at a few things here. What is it? What is a good and bad result for Charlotte? Um, who are the teams who we're keeping an eye on, who we do and don't want to jump Charlotte, um, who we think will represent Charlotte at the draft lottery. It'll be a fun little discussion. And then we're going to finish just with a little tankathon sim and a mini mock for the podcast. So to get started, Chase, um, going into this, like emotionally, where are you in terms of like, where are you setting your line of expectation for it is a good result in the draft lottery and a bad result in the draft lottery? So I try to be, you know, optimistic, realistic with the way that the lottery odds have been flattened. You know, it's, you're not meant to be lucky, you know, per se, as, as in the way that you used to be able to be. You know, if you were the third pick, you know, there's a much greater chance that you can fall or at least not jump up to one than there was in past years. Uh, so as of now, the pick with the greatest percentage chance uh, for the Hornets landing there is number six, which it's with a 25.7% chance. So basically one in every four lotteries, the Hornets end there. 
Um, but a- anything outside of that, I think six or above would be perfectly fine with me. It wouldn't be preferable to be in five or six and slide back two spots. But I think after six is where there's like kind of a drop off in the draft as well. Uh, if you're at six, you could at least hope someone falls or if not still get a pretty high level prospect. But if they're on the clock at seven and the draft order is Victor Weminyama, Scoot Henderson, the Thompson twins, Brandon Miller, and then Cam Whitmore or Jarris Walker, you know, you're, you're kind of in trouble there. You don't really, you mm. don't get your pick in any way of like the top level prospects. You just get the one that anybody else didn't want to draft or the one that fell to you at seven. So if you want any amount of control, I think you at least have to remain in the top probably five, but I think six, you at least are going to get a couple of those top tier guys to pick from. But so I feel like you've, you've emotionally shielded yourself there because that's a little bit. Rel- relatively unlikely. I've, I've got high hopes for me. Anything four or below is a bad result. Um, and I know that has a 63.4% chance of happening. Because the way I view this draft is Victor Wembanyama in a tier of his own. And then a Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson in their own next tier. And then after that, the whole like next group of like guys from four to eight or nine are kind of like mishmashed. Jerris Walker, the Thompson Twins, Cam Whitmore. Um, like I've, I have them all mixed up in there. So for me, like NF- top three is a astounding success like i'll be thrilled to finish third even though i think there'll be a lot of hornets fans who'd be like oh they sucked all year and they didn't even get victor Wembanyama or Scoo henderson like that was just a a wrong way to think about this but yeah 63.4 percent chance i'm gonna be disappointed that is slightly more than 50 50 um yeah it's uh i'm i'm setting my hopes high hey i don't blame you i don't blame you i mean I definitely, the logic makes sense that if their pick drops, that would be, you know, a bad result or a disappointment. So I, I definitely cannot argue with that there, but, and you're definitely right that I'm shielding myself a little bit too. You are. Uh, it, it helps that I like, you know, guys like Cam Whitmore quite a bit, uh, at least in comparison uh, to the consensus. So Absolutely. He'll and that's where our rankings most likely come in be and... available. Yeah. Right, exactly. So that, that helps me personally like justifying landing in fifth or sixth because the likelihood that someone like him is there is higher. But I mean, if you're, if you're a, you know, Scoot Wemby, Brandon Miller, Amen Thompson or bust, then you're in trouble if they don't get in the top four. So in terms of teams, while we're watching the lottery here, who are some of the teams that you don't want to see jump up? Like teams behind Charlotte in the lottery order, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, et cetera. Who are the the names that if you see them jump up, you go, oh, not them. Like, and it can be for any reason. It can be for a a competitive reason with Charlotte. It can be who you think they're going to pick, or it could just be that you don't freaking like them. Like, who are the guys, who are the teams who you don't want to see moving up on draft night? So I think if any collection of the Pistons, Spurs, Rockets, Magic, or Wizards, you know, jump up, and any collection of those teams is the top three. I think that's bad news for Charlotte, uh, even if they pick four, because I think all of those result in Victor Weminyama, Scoot Henderson, and Brandon Miller being picked in the top three. 
uh, like regardless of order, because I think all of those teams need either a point guard or guard or like a big wing of the future. Uh, Some of these teams need everything. So then they would just be picking the best player available. But I think teams like uh, someone like the Wizards or the Mavericks, like they would definitely be going the route of like, I think Scoot Henderson or Brandon or Brandon Miller, then, you know, a Thompson twin or reaching maybe for like Jairus Walker or something like that. But there, there, I think honestly, there are quite any of the teams that are already above the Hornets. I think it would not bode well if they want, you know, one of the consensus top three guys, because they're all teams that need everything. So they would, most likely BPA rattle off the board best player available for the top yeah. three in the Hornets. Would get so the, the way I'm kind of looking at it is I think that uh, Wemby, Scoot and uh, Brandon Miller are basically going to go top like, well, are going to go top three. Well, okay. No, let me start again. I think Wemby and Scoot are probably going to go one and two. Like I, I think there's a chance on Brandon Miller, but the one that I think is interesting is like if, for teams who need forwards to jump up, they're the ones that concern me more. So I like Portland and Indiana. I think like those guys aren't likely to take guards. I think they're going to be looking, like you said, for the Cam Whitmores, the Brandon Millers, and and obviously because of where I have Brandon Miller ranked and probably where you have Cam Whitmore ranked, those are the the, the teams that I think really threaten. The teams who I kind of like teams like Orlando and Washington, I can really see them needing guards. I could see them in some worlds maybe taking like, maybe they have Amen Thompson over Brandon Miller on their draft board. And like Orlando don't want to take another forward. Washington don't want to take another forward. They want to get there. They want to get this point guard to put next to Bradley Beal. Those are teams who I could maybe see are a good team to jump Charlotte because again, like Brandon Miller for me is his prize. So if you can get him at four or five, in my eyes, that would be a huge win. And the other thing with Orlando and Washington, they are division rivals, right? And I know people say division rivalries are dead, but... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I I, was, I had did not consider that in the slightest look, when I was making this list in any not way. From, <laughs> not, not from competition, like, not from actually, oh, it's because we have to pay them three times a year. Not for that reason. Just purely from the point of, like, because they play Orlando-Washington more... If they were to like get lucky enough to get Victor Wembanyama, it would kill me every single time I watched them, and I'd have to do it four times a year to go. They they finished with the ninth worst odds, and they jumped us, and they got Victor Wembanyama, and I'd have to get reminded about that four times a year, and I want to try and put that to the back of my head and forget about it. Just like every time I watch Anthony Davis, you get those. Feelings back from 2012 where you go, you should have been in Charlotte. And and luckily he's been on the West Coast and that's not happened a lot. But to have that happen in a regular basis. So that's a more of an, for, an, for emotional reasons, not for basketball reasons. Um, I, I have uh, some concern there. Um, but yeah, I, generally, I think who jumps to three and four is going to be the most impactful for Charlotte. So I think that's what fans should be looking for here who's going to be looking at three and four what will their immediate needs are they are they going to be willing to take a guy like amen thompson if you're the spurs you might think let's go long term or is it a team like portland who need a win now player because they're trying to build around damian lillard in that case like amen thompson is probably not going to be even be on their draft board so those are some of the things i think fans should be keeping a lookout for okay hornets representative 
Uh, Chase, I'll ask you, who do you think is representing the Hornets? We've, we we might have heard, by the time this was released, it might be out there, but um, any idea or who would you like to represent the Hornets on, on draft night of the lottery? So I was actually thinking about this like it was PJ and Devante have done it in the past, I believe, right? Are the yes. two that I can remember off the top of my head. And the similarity that they had, the only one that I could really think of was that they were like younger players that were like currently signed to a contract for the next season. Cause let's be real. The Hornets are probably not going to make Terry Rozier leave wherever his off season home is to go to the draft lottery. Miami. Yeah. They're not going to do, do that to Gordon Hayward either. It's probably a little bit easier to convince a young player to do something like that, especially because, you know, they'll be playing like, you know, practicing with this other young player a little bit more uh, like working more closely with them than some of the veteran players would. Uh, So maybe like Mark Williams, Nick Richards, JT Thor, Kai Jones, somebody that's like going is currently signed to a contract for next season, maybe like a front office executive or something or assistant coach. Uh, maybe they spice it up, bring a well-known Hornets fan. You know what? It should be it should be Sombrero Man, former guest of, uh, <laughs> it should be our, Sombrero of our podcast. Man. It should definitely be Sombrero Man. He would be what, what about Lamelo? I don't think you mentioned Lamelo Ball. Do you think Lamelo no. Ball would be in the running? No, no, definitely I, not. I don't think they would want to send Lamelo because I think it would be it, it, it would be if you draft Victor Wembanyama, you open it up to be like, oh, you sent him to the lottery where you're drafting the player that's like taking his like spot as the best oh i see what you mean well i was thinking the other way like if if they moved up to like number three or four they would they would like ask him a question like oh what do you think about this draft class and lamello like really casually would just be like oh yeah like i watched loads of uh i don't know i I love cam whitmore's game and everyone would be like what lamello ball loves cam whitmore like the hornets have to draft cam whitmore now and everyone would be like Lamelo, why did you have to say that? And if they don't draft him, then it's like, oh, the Hornets never surrounded Lamelo with the players that he wanted to draft. So <laughs> I just think they'll be like, he's not the best with the media, let's say, Lamelo Ball. Um, well, he's certainly not in kind of giving compelling and interesting answers, let's put it that way. So I, I don't think they would want to put him out there for the world, especially with his injury. Um, I think Mark Williams, I think that's the name. I think we might say we might have already got the confirmation feels like this is Mark Williams, but why not? If we want to play on the luck and look at what worked in the past, bring back Devontae Graham. Can we yes. borrow Devontae Graham? He was the representative with Charlotte. If the Spurs the send him, it's over. It's over yes. already. If oh, the Spurs send him, imagine? it's over. That would be the best troll if the Spurs sent Devontae Graham because of oh, his my God. record. I didn't even think about amazing. that until right now. It is, it's, folks, <laughs> change the channel and watch yeah. your favorite TV show or whatever uh, a baseball game something if, be the if most Devontae random... Graham is sitting behind that Spurs podium <laughs> it's over that would be like the Hornets spending Svima Kai Luke if the Spurs sent Devontae <laughs> Graham <laughs> that would, it would be, be good like, who is the most random guy we can send and all fans are like yeah. who's representing us we, they, we they send like Kobe is. Simmons or something like that like I think technically he is signed to a contract for next season even though it's non-guaranteed so yeah he would be allowed to go. Although, I mean, who knows what the rules and restrictions are for the lottery rep. Maybe they just pick like, maybe, I wonder if some team is, would, has ever just put out like a, like a giveaway. Like they just raffled off their lottery representative, maybe in like the early 2000s well, or the 90s or something. 
Maybe. Not that I can remember. They obviously Dan Gilbert had his son do it for a while, if you remember yep. the Cleveland Cavaliers owner. Yeah, and they, um, and they always they, won when he won too. They always won when he won, yeah. Um, I do wonder it would be funny. Like they sometimes have minority owners do it, right? It's like a little minority owner. Oh, you can go represent us. Can you imagine if like the Richard Schnall or, you know, Gabe Plotkin turned up <laughs> to represent the Hornets and everyone is like, what is going on? That would also be like pretty mind-blowing if they're like, yeah, we're buying yeah. the team and we want to represent a lottery night. But I, I don't think any new owner would want the first thing for the, of them to be looking sad moving down to sixth pick. Like, right. <laughs> no one, right. nobody that's, wants that's that. That's a risky a risky proposition right there. If you're like, all right, let's go. We're going to yeah. get Victor Weminyama. And then it's <laughs> like, we just got the lowest possible pick that we could have. We fell from yeah. four to eight. Nice. Yeah, that, that yeah. wouldn't work out very well. Okay. Um, anything else you want to touch here on the, do you enjoy watching lottery? Is is it something that you like you tune in for? What are your plans to watch it? That's what I'm curious. Like, have you got any plans? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I assume that there will be more playoff games on that night. I don't think the schedule is out uh, that far ahead. I believe that'll be like right at the start of the second round or so. So I imagine I'll just be watching whatever playoff games are on after that. Uh, I do. I do enjoy watching it. It's like a fun little event. It could definitely be, shorter uh i think i don't know if it needs to be like it could be like a 15 minute like pre-tip-off thing rather than like a production i suppose but i mean making things into a production isn't necessarily a bad thing it just adds well a little, a little it's pizzazz. all before and after the actual like unveiling of the, the lottery itself quickly it's, yeah, it's yeah. The whole, if you just were like had a stopwatch and we're like all right he they pulled out a card at 14, and now they're counting yeah. and then you stopped it and then they went to commercial and you started it when i came back it'd probably be like two minutes maybe yeah. like the 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 four minutes of advert time when they go to break when they pull out the top three are going to be four of the most stressful minutes for three teams fan bases there's probably been in nba history when yeah for the, know... hornets, for the hornets and two other fan bases it is going to be the most stressful <laughs> that's true that those form I, I want to hear stories about what those people did in those four minutes when you're like <laughs> watching the freaking Chips Ahoy advert on TV and State Farm, all while thinking this could be it. This could be the Victor <laughs> Wembanyama opportunity to to land the talent. Um, I don't know. So my plans, I'm gonna be somewhere. In fact, I'm probably gonna be about over Maine in an airplane. Right. Oh yeah. I'll I'll wave. I'll step outside. I'll I'll yeah. yell up to the plane, which we I'll definitely Victor! be able to recognize. Yeah, I'll I'll yell, and then you you can like wave out the window, and I'll definitely see you, and it'll be it'll be perfect. Um. So I am going to Miami for a fishing trip before our baby comes, which I'm very excited about. Um. And yeah, the the plan is we are flying back. I think we fly at like six p.m. Eastern. The lottery is at eight thirty or eight p.m. Eastern. So. I'm either hoping for a delay, that would be great, or because we're like, I'm flying with some friends who work in uh, for for Virgin Atlantic. Um, so basically, there is a world where we might end up having to go on a plane the next day because we have standby tickets. So if the plane fills up, we'd have to go the next day, which would mean that I would actually not be on a plane and I'd be able to watch it live, but also having to look for somewhere to stay in Miami for a night. So if anyone is listening has a spare place in Miami, please let me know. That'd be great. Uh, but yes, my, my plan is, I did even text my friend because he works for Virgin being like, how good is the internet on Virgin Atlantic planes somewhere over Maine slash 
Eastern Canada. And he was like, he was even like started looking into, there are certain planes that have better Wi-Fi than others. And apparently we are on the plane that has the worst Wi-Fi of all the fleet. Ooh, that's which tough. Is, which is a little stressful. But um, I, I will also is... tell you that Maine has probably one of the worst internet connection states in the country. So great. You're not, I mean, you're not in, in, in a good area for it either. No. There's not much going on in Eastern Canada <laughs> and Maine. No. So there is a world where if the internet doesn't work, I will po- probably be the last person almost on earth to know who won the draft lottery. Cause I'd be like landing into the UK probably like seven hours after it's happened, which is kind of weird to think considering everything that's gone into this moment, but I'm hoping that's not going to happen. <laughs> I will be elated or drowning my sorrows or something on a plane at 35,000 feet. If the Hornets move up into the top three, I will be buying people on the plane drinks. I'll be partying. I will have music on. I'm going to get the party started at 30,000 feet. And if not, I'm just going to slowly drink myself to sleep and cry. Um, So that's my plan for draft night. Um, Let's finish off here with our last mini tankathon spin this is gonna be the last time we're gonna have to spin so chase you want to spin us up you will pick first and we're just going to go alternate until the hornets pick and then we're going to kind of workshop the pick together all right let's roll people we're on the old trusty tankathon this is the last spin that i'm going to do we've it's all coming down to this moment here all right sim lottery the hornets moved up oh to the third overall pick in the draft So we only have to do two picks in this mock draft before we debate the Hornets. Number one is Detroit. Number two, San Antonio. Three is Charlotte. So Houston dropped down two spots. San Antonio and Charlotte moved up. Nobody else moved other than that. That would be an extremely uneventful lottery if it played out that way. But a great Um, result for Charlotte. That would work for us. I'd be totally fine with it. So. All right. So you said you you wanted me to go first? Yeah. You can rip the Band-Aid off quickly. Yeah, so Detroit's going to take Victor Weminyama for, you know, every single reason that is possible, and everybody has already talked about it. He's 7'4", he moves like a guard, he's a great rim protector, he could eventually be one of the best players in the NBA, but even his floor is probably being somebody like Kristaps Porzingis, like a all-star caliber player that is going to put up great numbers even on a competitive Yao Ming. Team I heard stuff. that fra- I heard that name the other Ooh. day. What a blast from the past that was. Seven foot that is, six. That Yao is. Ming. I like yeah. that. I actually like that a lot. He would be way more mobile obviously than, oh, yeah. than Yao Ming, but defensively he'd be very similar. Yeah. yeah. He would be very that's I, I like that a lot actually. That's a that's a good one. That's more out of the box, I think. Um but yeah, very good pick or very good player. Very obvious pick here for the Pistons at number one. Where are you going for number two with the Spurs before we get to our horns? I'm running to the podium. I'm selecting Scoot Henderson. And and even as someone who's got Brandon Miller rated higher, I would actually take Scoot in this scenario. They already have Keldon Johnson, Jeremy Sohan, Devin Vassell. They are lacking that lead ball handler. Like uh, Trey Jones is a nice player, but he is a backup third guard. He is not a starting point guard in the NBA. Uh, Scoot Henderson, what a fantastic place for him to go develop. Um, you know, pop. Povich has got experience working with Tony Parker, one of the best point guards in recent times. And I think Scoot Henderson was all the tools to eclipse even him in terms of statistical and play level. Um, And I just think it would be a fantastic pick uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. They get their table setter, they get their offensive engine. 
Um, and it's a fantastic development opportunity. So I think the Spurs would be thrilled to get Scoot, to get a guy they can build around. And they've got good, I think, complementary pieces already there that can slot around Scoot to make his life easier. So, yeah, great, great draft right now for San Antonio. All right. That leaves us at number three. So I we know gotta, you, we have to agree on this. <laughs> I know. I know you'd be running to the podium here for this one as well. I would. Uh, if the Hornets landed who, number three. Who would your guy be? Let's talk it out. Come on. So I, in this scenario, would probably pick Amen Thompson. I, that would be. Wow. I think he would Cam be my Whitmore. pick right here. Buzz Peterson, you wouldn't do Cam Whitmore? No. I, I, as much as I want to, I couldn't even do Cam Whitmore because I, I mean, this would be number one, two, and three on my board going one, two, and three in the draft if it went Wemby, Scoot, and then a man uh, to Charlotte. Like, I think that the oh. only – yeah, see, the, to me, the only player that has an argument over Scoot Henderson for potentially being the second best player in this class and having the second most upside after Victor Weminyama is Amen Thompson. Like, he might be the only guard that could enter the league as a more athletic player than Scoot in recent memory. Like – Amen Thompson, he may struggle to create in the half court if he's never like a very great shooter, but all he has to be is like, I think somewhat below average and his completely remarkable, like athletic, insane athletic ability is going to be able to get him to be a very effective player in the half court. I just court. have... I just have no confidence that he can even get to be below average as a shooter. This See, uh, we're, I, I, we're I on the know, clock though. right now, and we are not on the same page because no, we're definitely uh, not. Amen Thompson is like the very single worst fit I think of any of my like top seven ranked prospects I, I, in Charlotte. I just absolutely hate it. So we are we're not on the same page, but we are we're on the clock here. We have probably another minute or two to go. We we have to come to an agreement. So. Oh, God, I I don't know if there's going to be a world where I'm going to be able to sign off on MN. Who is your next guy? Can we find a middle ground? You, you, I don't want to talk about Brandon Miller too much. Can we find a middle ground here between MN and Brandon Miller? See, my my middle ground would probably be Cam Whitmore, who I think would be even lower on your list of well, prospects for this pick. For, for Charlotte, though, specifically yeah. for Charlotte, like I, I actually think I probably... Oh God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, this is this is uh, you're making me pick between <laughs> Amen Thompson and I'm Cam Whitmore. You out here. On a limb here. You are. Um, maybe I would Bruce prefer Amen. The upside no, is I, I so think, great as a as a I think two way right, It just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense in any way. I'd even prefer a Sar. If you came with me saying a Sar Thompson, I would like. I would actually. I I, I, pref, I prefer a Sar to a man. Um, I think I have a man ranked fifth or sixth, and Asar ranked four, fourth. Ooh, uh, no, okay. Asar's fifth, Jarris Walker four. I have a man six. Um, I don't, I don't want to just see be the, the thing is though, here. is my Hornets specific board like on my actual big board? I have Brandon Miller five, like he might, he might be four on my Hornets specific board necessarily so I, I i would not it wouldn't you know take a lot for me to be talked into brandon miller i have no problem picking brandon miller uh if he was third or especially if the hornets were fourth or fifth or something like that it's just if they went if they picked him second over scoot henderson then that would be like that's where you put the foot down. yeah I get, but i, get I, but I, I get do it. while i am i would pick a men in this scenario i definitely 
like I, from a basketball perspective, I understand the the fit arguments for a player like Brandon Miller, because then you're, you're basically filling out your core across multiple positions, which I think no. is an effective way to do that. Like Buzz, rather than stacking Buzz up Peterson, on bars. I, I trust the scouting work that you've done with your staff for a year. It is, it is not what I would do, but you got to empower your staff, right? And um, you, you've brought Eamon Thompson to the table. And on this occasion, even though I have my reservations, I'm going to sign off. Let's select Eamon Thompson at three for Charlotte. All right, we're running. We're running it, we're running it in. Put Adam Silver on the phone. Lamelo Ball, Eamon Thompson, a starting backcourt, which will be one of the most fun to watch, regardless of how many games wins. I, d- I don't yeah. know. But it will be... Uh, it will be interesting for sure. So let's let's lock the pick in. The contrast between those two players on offense and defense, I think as they grow, would be more than worth it for the Hornets to invest in. I think that Mark could... Williams must be thrilled. I mean, he's just going to get five chin-ups a game. It, yeah. <laughs> between like, the passing it's... between those two players, it's going to be uh, absolutely ridiculous for anyone playing who can cut or find themselves free at any point around the rim, they're going to find you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would be an electric backcourt for years and years to come. So we, I, I could only hope that the board would fall like this for, for us here if the Hornets move up. So this, I feel like this is a good omen. We we did our last tankathon spin in our last podcast yep. before the lottery, and the Hornets moved up. That's they good. did. It does. Um any do you, do you believe anything lucky that you're going to do? Any any superstitions you have? Anything you can give the listeners to do that you believe in? Um, anything here before we finish the show and we uh, we get on to draft lottery time? So I am a firm believer that there is nothing that goes better with sports than food. So mm. I like anytime I'm watching like a game or something, I need to have like a snack or be eating something. So I'll be doing that i'll i'll my dinner snack whatever it is i'll just be occupying my hands and my you know my my mouth by chewing and so it gives me something else to do other than you know work my nerves up over what's about to happen in the next eight minutes of of drawing ping pong balls from a machine absolutely well chase i'll see you on the other side my friend uh we we probably won't be podcasting immediately after the draft lottery we might have a reaction episode on the podcast feed but as i mentioned i'll be traveling back from the u.s so we we might have to leave it until the weekend for us to catch up properly and we've had some time to decompress a little bit and after the draft lottery break we also have some guests coming we have uh matt bobcock we have adam spinella we have the guys from no ceilings are going to be coming on so we got a bunch of guests coming up once we got this lottery order confirmed which I'm very excited about. Uh, but Chase, bring it on. Draft time. I'm looking forward to it. Um, best of luck to the Hornets. Best of luck to Devontae Graham. Shout out Devontae Graham. Shout out Mark Williams. And bring on the draft lottery. Bring it on. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.